Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Casto. Welcome to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield. We're celebrating 25 years the area's premier senior residential community. Joining me today is Hospice of North Central Ohio's community liaison, Tina Marie Hybert. Welcome in. Thank you. Nice to be here. And a clinical resource nurse uh, educator, Chris Murphy, also an RN. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Very appreciated. And I got to tell you, it's wonderful to be able to have these topics out there and build a library for the community as a resource for seniors or anybody, really. It's not just seniors. It's, it's anybody, of course, in need of hospice. And hospice plays such an important role at Wedgwood and in our community. And I just, I wanted to spend some time discussing hospice and how the whole process works. Today, let's start at the very basic question. Uh, what is hospice? Okay. Hospice is a specialized program. It's a benefit. Um, it, what it benefits is the patients, families, their loved ones. Um, we focus on comfort and support to people with serious illness in their families. When a patient reaches the point in his or her illness where cure is no longer the focus of care, but instead comfort and quality of life become primary, hospice can help. Far more than just the medical needs of the patient, Hospice focuses on all factors that contribute to the highest possible quality of life, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Wow. That's a lot. It is a lot. That is yeah. a lot. And how does a family go about getting their loved ones signed up for hospice? So it can happen a bunch of different ways. So sometimes the families call in themselves and ask for a hospice referral, and then we work with their physician in order to get orders and, you know, get get the paperwork that we need. Sometimes it's driven by the physician. Sometimes it's driven by um, maybe a home health agency or caregiver or someone else. Mm -hmm. Can you think of anybody else? Um, or even when they go into the ER and the loved one or the family has decided they don't want any treatment. Um, possibly the ER doc will say, have you thought about hospice? Now, and I think that's interesting. You bring up the word when they don't want any more treatment. And mm -hmm. this is another question that I have for you. If a person goes on hospice, and I know I might be jumping that's ahead okay. a little bit, but if a person goes on hospice, do they stop all of their other treatment, like all of their other meds, or do they still start to keep taking them? Or how does that work? Well, they they're not doing any curative treatments. Okay. Okay. What we focus on is comfort, taking care of their needs, focusing on symptoms they're having that is caused by their illness. For instance, pain, shortness of breath, anxiety, agitation. That's what we focus on. We don't stop all their meds. A lot of people, that's the old old way, old okay. time of hospice. Okay. A lot of people think when they hear the word hospice, everybody gets so scared. It's not that they're going to die today. Um, we've had patients on hospice services for six months, a year, two years. They're still showing a decline right. from their illness. It's Failure the to thrive. of their illness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what we focus on. We want to give them the best quality of life so they can spend time 
with their loved ones. Right. Do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And you can have hospice anywhere. You can have it in your home. You can have it at a place like Wedgwood Mm -hmm. uh, in whatever room they're at. I've seen people in hospitals and I've seen them at hospice houses as Mm -hmm. well. So hospice is very much wide open. And you bring up the point, and I think it's such a good point. People think, oh, if that person goes on hospice, that's it. That's it. And I have seen people, I feel like for like a long time. And then I guess I'll go to this question because I think I know the answer, but can a person get off hospice? Yes, Yes, they graduate. (laughs) You can graduate from hospice. And um, we actually had someone um, in our Knox County office, we were doing virtual reality with them and we were taking him fishing and he was wheelchair bound and he had a really, really hard time. dealing with the fact that he couldn't go out fishing anymore because there was no way for him to do it safely. Um, So our chaplain, um, Reggie, was doing virtual reality with him, taking him fishing, and um, he got better for almost two years before he finally came back to us on hospice again. Wow. And so, and that's the thing about life. You just, life isn't over until it's over. And everybody is so individual and everybody's so different. And the person that we think is going to be on hospice three days could be on for a long time and vice versa. It's a, it's a different type of care because we're treating them as a whole and with the family. Um, so sometimes the meds that they are on, they may need adjusted or they may need stopped or they can continue them. But with our symptom control, that's what we're pros at doing, they, they're able to do a lot more. And what does comfort care mean? And what kind of uh, medications does a person receive if they are on comfort care? Well, that depends on the symptom that we're controlling. Um, there's all types of meds. Um, for anxiety, you could use Ativan. There's um, meds for pain, shortness of breath. Um, a lot of people are nervous and scared when they hear the med morphine, but it's in small amounts. We don't medicate a patient to be comatose or to let them die. We want them to be able to talk to their families, to do whatever they want to do. We want them at a stable that they're able to do those things. And we also keep them on oxygen. So I know a lot of people fear that they're going to be taking off their oxygen. We will keep somebody on oxygen until the very end. Um, we don't. We don't want people to have trouble breathing during this time. You know, and I think that's such a good, good point because I've seen so many hospice patients, and I've seen so many end end games for people. And I, and I just always like in my mind, I formulate now, how would I want (laughs) my family member or how would I even want to have things go for my own self? And it's such a comfort to know that you can be on oxygen and you can get all the comfort care that you need to make that transition, a good transition. And everybody in hospice is so kind and so warm and just so generous with their time. And how often does hospice come in for a a person? Well, that depends on what's going on with the patient. Um, It is a team effort. So they have the RN that comes out and visits. They can also have a home health aide, um, a social worker, and a chaplain can come out. Wow. Um, We have volunteers available that can help sit with a patient while someone may have to go take and do an errand. Um, We have 
volunteers that are trained to feed patients that can't feed themselves. Um, so it, it is a team effort. We also have vigil volunteers. So some people are afraid of dying alone. Um, so Danielle, our volunteer coordinator, works really hard with a team of people that are um, very passionate about making sure that those people are are loved and cared for all the way up until the end. Oh, I think it's just a gift. I, I really believe it's a gift. I believe it's a calling for it some is, of these folks. It, it, yeah, and I believe in those end days, it, it is that has to be a person that's got a gifting to come in and take that time with someone, there's nothing more valuable. And I feel like nothing more honoring. In fact, it's giving me goosebumps when you think about being able to honor a person in such a way that they take their time to come in and be with with a person that doesn't have anybody else to be with them in, in those final hours. We also honor veterans. We are a part of the VA. We honor veterans program which we do pin our veterans and celebrate them. We the- probably honor over 300 per year. Um, so during the Veterans Week, we usually honor about three or three to 350. And then throughout the year, we probably do at least another 50. And we will even honor other veterans, not just the ones on our service. Wow, that is that is really that is a very nice thing. And and I certainly appreciate hospice and I've seen hospice be such a wonderful thing for people in my own life and for so many here even at Wedgwood Estates. Um what kind of supplies are needed for hospice? That again depends on the patient, on the loved one or patient. Um we can bring in all the equipment like a bed, oxygen, um a Hoyer lift, a lift chair. Um, bedside commode, shower chair. There's a lot of equipment. Is it's to keep the patient comfortable, whatever they need. Really? I, now, I the one that really surprises me. I did not know about a Hoyer lift. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's and really then there's amazing. also other supplies. Um, depends. Um, wipes. Uh, nutrition. Wound supplies, nutrition. And you said at the beginning of the podcast, it's a benefit. It is a benefit. So they're not paying for any of those things. A lot of people don't know they have. It's under Medicare and Medicaid and a lot of private insurances. Um, And I always tell people, take advantage of this. Right. Right, it's and I think help to I think it's twofold. One, they don't know they about don't know. it, and so it's important that we're getting that word it's out that it is a benefit education. and it's available, and so you might as well take advantage of it. And the number two thing is that I think, as we've already touched on, is that people are afraid of it. They're afraid of that word hospice and what it means and that it's like, oh, they're going to die in three days. And it's 100% coverage. Wow. So that means all the equipment, comfort meds, that we need to help make them comfortable due to their illness, all the supplies, our staff, it covers. And like the social worker, so the social worker helps them get all their affairs in order and make the sure advanced that directives. advanced directives and that sort of thing. Um, the chaplain, some people are afraid to have chaplain come in because maybe they're not religious or not religious at that time, but they'll even talk about football or play cards with them or or do something that or um, sing saying yeah reggie <laughs> is amazing at singing um dave is really good at just having a real good heart-to-heart conversation and john's just sweet all around <laughs> um and then um then when you have the nurse and the aide, they can help with 
you know, getting everything organized. And then the volunteers, they just bring that extra layer of, of love and compassion. And, um, some people just want somebody to be where, with them to talk or to read the Bible or the newspaper. Who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And all of it is so important. And like I said, there's no greater privilege, I feel like, than those moments. Those final moments, I mean, it's it's an amazing thing. And I just think of those final moments I had with my own dad that I'll never forget that are so precious and that there are countless people out there in hospice that have those precious moments that no one can take away from them well, and people don't realize how important they are. We become part of their family. Yeah. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. All right. Is there anything I anything else you wanted to discuss about hospice? Yeah, we do actually, since we're a nonprofit hospice, we all actually have like an item closet. So we can help um, provide extra items to the patients. Like say they have um, dementia. We have like different fidget blankets and um, baby dolls, some these lifelike baby dolls that some people feel comfort in holding the baby, um, weighted blankets. Uh, baby monitors mm-hmm. so that if you want to go out on your front porch but your loved one's inside, you could hear um, the lock boxes for the home patients um, to keep the med- medications locked up. Can you think of any of the other fun stuff? There's we so much. We also offer grieving for everyone. Anyone can oh, yeah, walk the- in our door um, and we can do bereavement counseling. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's free to anyone in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we do group um, bereavement as well as one-on-one. So are you talking like they don't have to have come to hospice? Right. No, anyone. And we actually have, um, a group that specializes in overdose. We have a group that specializes in suicide, um, with child loss. Um, so not only the adult child, but the infants and, um, small children. Um, we also offer a, um, free grief camp or, well, it's, we do a $35 registration fee, but they only started doing that because some people didn't show up, but it can be waived. Um, but it's called Camp Hope and, um, we do the grief camp. It's over two days. It's out in the Mohican wilderness area at the Pleasant Hill campgrounds and um, children from all over the the area between the three counties and the surrounding come out and um, they learn how to cope with grief. They get to do like zip lining and rock climbing and um, sometimes like water slide, they wow. get to go swimming, like different things. And uh, when you see the kids when they come, I, I like to help with registration so you can see them at the beginning. And they're all closed off and a little bundle of nerves. And then when you see them as they go through this camp, they just like open up and <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful to see um, even just just a short amount of time. I wish we could wish we could have them longer and I wish we could do something like this for adults, but um, just to see the change and how much they open up. That's really awesome. That is something I absolutely had no idea about. That's really wonderful that you offer that to the community. Wow. Well, I I just want to say thank you to your ladies for coming in. Is there anything else that, that maybe you wanted to bring up? Oh, uh, n- No, not right off the minute. I mean, I could talk about hospice all day. It's just an honor to be a part 
of this stage of someone's life. Oh, it is. And I, I really, I do, my hats are off to you and to hospice because I think it's a really amazing thing. And I think it's so, like you said, you just want to get people to understand that it's yeah. there for you. It doesn't mean that you're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. It's okay to use it and it's okay to use that benefit and it's okay to get the help. Yeah. Because you see so many people out there, they're struggling with helping that loved one every day. They get a few, a nurse that'll come in here and there. Um, we're there for them too. Yeah. Caregivers. Yeah. And, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's, it takes a true caregiver. It takes a true caregiver, the essence of the word caregiver, to be a hospice caregiver. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt about it. And so I just want to say thank you personally for being such, a, so, uh, such an asset to Wedgwood such an asset to the community, uh, all of the, um, the county and, and everywhere else. And I just want to thank you for joining me today. Hospice of North Central Ohio Community Liaison, Tina Marie Hybert, and a clinical resource nurse educator, Chris Murphy, RN. Thank you very much, ladies, for joining me today from Hospice of North Central Ohio. And uh, you've been listening to the Created to Soar pod podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates in Mansfield. I'm Lori Casto, and we're celebrating 25 years, the area's premier senior residential community. Thank you.